All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing One Ring, second edition tonight, continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. We've had some uh, small little technical glitches, uh, but it uh, looks like we're ready to go. Uh, if I disappear and turn into a gray screen, just let me know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah, we're ready to go. We've got uh, a couple of us have a double header tonight, so Stephen. Gilly or Gilly, <laughs> Ashley and I have you a respond to all good... names, thanks. Yes. Uh so this is gonna be fun. We're gonna we get to I mean by fun I mean uh it does mean Ashley and I have to hang out with Steven for like four or five hours tonight, which is uh, <laughs> you know there are numbers and then there are numbers. Uh but anyway, I'm just teasing. It's gonna be fun. Uh but yeah, we're gonna start off with some uh some one ring and later we're gonna do some darker south. So it's gonna be a really good time. Um, the other cool thing is that we're starting up a new adventuring phase tonight, uh, as we, as we did our, our very lengthy fellowship phase last week, Yule fellowship phase, we kind of dug into the characters a bit more. They, uh, did some training and some improvements some personal growth, etc. And, uh, now, uh, now we embark on a new adventure and we'll see what happens. Uh, so why don't we introduce those characters? We'll start with Long. Long, tell us about Floy. Hang on, let me, and, and then let's, let's. I kind of want to. I'm not sure if I've asked these questions before, but these are gonna. This is gonna be fact now. So whoever comes up with it is gonna have to, like, this is the truth, and you all can like obviously pitch in. How did Floyd meet Gilly? So introduce Floyd, and then tell us how Floyd met Gilly. Right, I am Floyd, dwarf of Dernsfolk. I am now seventy after this fellowship phase. No longer sixty nine. Not nice. Good old treasure hunter, ballast wielder, good and durable. The way he met Gilly, uh, let's see. A couple years back, traveling on the road, there was a hobbit. Hobbit's feet is all I could see, just sticking out behind a bush. And also, what Gilly was doing there was, I guess he was searching for something searching for maybe ingredients who knows what it was but i would just go take a little bathroom break that's what i ran into her it's some sort of woods and i guess she might have stepped in them or stepped in it without seeing it and maybe she got annoyed but we made it up later in town nearby and that's how we're friends today. <laughs> I feel okay. like there's some bad lib in there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> love it. Give me Did a verb. Okay, oh, give God. me a note. <laughs> okay. What was that? Okay. Well, we now... <laughs> okay. When Gilly met Floy, we now know... It's canon. It is canon now. Apparently, Gilly stepped in... Did I understand that right? Gilly stepped. Yeah. Uh, Floyd went to go to the bathroom and Gilly stepped in it while searching for something. Like, I guess. Okay. Oh, God. Well, uh, I don't know who had that on the on the bingo board, but that uh, that definitely. <laughs> I did not. We could fill that card in. Okay. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, Gilly. Uh, tell, obviously, you're going to tell us about tell us about Gilly. But then two questions. One, okay. what were you looking for? Okay. Uh, in that little story. And then also, um, how did you meet Arineal? Okay. Um, my name is Gilly Kettlegrass, and I'm 35 years old now after the Yules. 
Um, my, mm, I'm our scholar of our group. Uh, and I'm, I love information. And one of the, uh, you know, cause I was younger. I wasn't quite an adult like I am today. Uh, when I first met Floyd and my friends, uh, had taken my journal from me and they had uh, hidden it somewhere in the woods. And so that's, I was looking for my journal. Um, thankfully it was up in a tree and it wasn't in the uh, bush where Floyd did his um, activities. And um, <laughs> that, that's, that's how I met Floyd uh, and Arineal. Um, How did Kelly meet Arineal? Should we throw out um, random nouns and verbs? <laughs> I had gone um, to the Shire and that's where there's this like abandoned ish kind of building more to like the North. And um, there were like rumors that it was like haunted, um, but it wasn't actually haunted. It was a rennial. Um, she was singing um, out there. And um, I, I like to debunk myths because I like to collect stories and nobody else was brave enough to go check it out. So Gilly Kettlebrass had to do it. Okay. In the North, huh? I'm trying to look. Could that, could that be, could that be Kingsworthy? Which I don't know if that's haunted though. I don't think that's oh, they've got haunted to it. Like up okay. toward North Moors, maybe. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah, because there's the... Yeah, there's, that's, I was no, thinking more okay. like around the North Moors. Okay. All right. I think that, that could work. Sure, sure, sure. Man, I didn't realize Gilly got that far... Or, okay, that's going to sound terrible. That far <laughs> around. Uh, it gets around. Younger times. <laughs> but okay, okay. All yeah, right, I like this. I, this just, is... I just had to tell mom and dad, I'll be back by dinner. Um, and then... Usually they were toked up and I didn't really have to worry about it. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually several days journey for Bree yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to North Farthing. Okay. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it's not a fairly dangerous journey for part of that actually too. Greatest friend is not extraordinarily safe place. Uh, okay. Uh, bottom row, Arineal. Tell us how Arineal met Floyd. Oh, I was thinking I was going to get off easy because uh, oh. Arabon was next. Yeah, how'd you meet like, well, we already know how that happened. Oh, well, darn. we know how Floyd met Gilly, but we don't know how Arineal met Floyd. This is true. It's this a triangle. True. But what if Floyd met Arineal? Could That could be fine, too. <laughs> it's like a, uh, okay, so I'm going to stall a little bit. <laughs> Make sure it involves what? dwarf poop Stalling. in some way. I absolutely, uh, ab I absolutely abhor <laughs> anyone who stalls. Are you kidding? <laughs> Uh, so Arineal is our Ranger of the North champion. She is now 22 uh, after the Yule. Okay, um, just so you guys know, you don't all have you don't all have to have birthdays in like the three months of winter. Like you're allowed to have birthdays in like spring and summer. -ish. No, it's okay. okay that's that's what never, we bonded never, on. Never, <laughs> that's why you bonded. You all have the same like, birthday. Same what? birthday. Oh, Fuck yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> Oh, Arrow Luvatar is weaving some sort of strange. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Uh, continue. Okay. So, um, well, in that case, uh, then I will say that uh, Arineal met Floyd um, in a bar. Okay. Okay. Uh, where? Um, let me look at the map real quick. 
Um, where would it make sense that there would be a bar? Well, there's several uh, places around Brie. <laughs> Everyone's birthday is in September. That's true. That is that totally is true. true. <laughs> it's very, very true. Uh, everyone's birthday is in September. It's really nuts. My my uh, my singing voice gets beat up. Uh, okay. I mean, we could just say Prancing Pony or something like that. We don't have to go crazy if you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, Arneal is, you know, kind of uh, healing from some wounds and um, met Floyd. Okay. Oh, yeah. There was an arm wrestling competition that was going on there. There we go. That's yeah. Where do you think the wounds came from? <laughs> and somehow Floyd won because no one wanted arm wrestling because he smelled really bad. <laughs> oh, God. Where have you been? Now uh, he's okay. learned personal hygiene. We learned that in Yule. Okay. Yeah, we had the baby. How, that is how far Floyd has come. <laughs> exactly. All right. And then finally, we've got Erebon, who obviously we know how he met the three of uh, the, the previous people. But how about this? What was Erebon doing when he got caught or captured? Did we really ever go th- go into that too much? Do we, do uh, we, know? we did not. Yeah. Uh, so I'm playing Erebon, uh, child of Eru. Elf of Linden, uh, elf with no more home. Uh, I have long brown hair, wear a nice cloak, carry a great spear. Uh, very friendly, very peppy guy, always optimistic. Uh, not really. I'm the emo elf. <laughs> now, that, now that Yule has passed, I am uh, 1134. I had my birthday. Uh, so I'm a year September. older. You don't look a day <laughs> older than 1122. What are you talking about? I liked well, 1133, but now I'm 1134. Yep. It throws the whole thing off. But Everybody's anyways. got that December birthday, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it really screwed me. Really screwed me. Okay. Uh, so what I was doing, uh, I was behind some bushes uh, taking care of some uh, you know, personal business uh, when some hill folk uh were wandering around and the reason i was in uh the ettenmores there was because i had taken it upon myself to go uh orc sling actually i was headed north uh into angmar and uh foolishly you might say by myself and uh the hill folk wandered when my literal guard was down okay all right, very good. I like it. Okay. All right. So with that, uh, with a little bit more backstory, I can't believe uh, Long uh, made that canon, but it is it is nonetheless canon now. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna okay, be stuck on poop jokes all night now. I, I know. I'm on track and I can't get off. Somewhere, J.R. Tolkien is just rolling around in his grave at this. Way to, way to go, Floyd. All right. Uh, so let's do a quick summary here. It's been a few months since you all had your encounter with Rotag and his war band that was north of the Yetan Moors on the edge of Angmar, etc. Uh, in that time, Yule's passed, midwinter, the midwinter celebration, Durin's Day uh, for Floyd, all that came and went. Uh, Gilly, during that time, remained near Bree, studying maps and old texts with Oswald Breaker. Uh, you helped out Lou Oldbuck uh, by tending to some sickly livestock. You reconnected with your parents, Tolman and Primrose. Uh, Floy <laughs> spent a brief amount of time in Coombe uh, antagonizing Metal Oldbuck, 
before, because uh, he wanted Worm's goat milk, as always, uh, before he returned home to the Blue Mountains there, he gave his old armor to the Dwarven Vaults. He learned more about the shadow-touched Mithril that he found in Rudauer. Uh, he has a he has a smith friend, Eloy, who uh, discovered these ancient runes etched into the rings, suggested that it was probably crafted by dwarves of Nograd or Belagost. And then you had a scholar, clan scholar, named Jedi. I'm going to emphasize the E at the end just just, just because. Uh, who is a dwarven scholar who's, who thinks that it might be cursed and it might be stemmed from something to do with Nograd uh, dwarves and elves of Assyrian, but you would probably need to get somebody who's a little older, wiser, or uh, dig into it some more. Um, let's see. Uh, Arineal and Erebon, they both wandered a bit, actually. Arineal, you hung out with your ranger friend. You shared some new songs. You spent a lot of time in the Barrow Downs, overlooked the old forest of the Shire. Erebon, you explored the land you haven't really traveled around here for quite some time, found a lot of old sites that were crumbling to ruins or they were dismantled and the stone was being repurposed uh, by uh, uh, villages of men. Uh, you glimped, I think you glimped the, glimpsed the White Towers uh, of Lasterion uh, and you yep, met with a group of elves uh, near the Grey Havens and you asked them about your old friend Balavan who apparently survived the Battle of Fornost, um, which I think was news to you. Uh, let's see. Then Chance brought a three of you back together around the Brandy Rhine Bridge, the Great the Great East Road, uh, as Floy and uh, Erebon and Arineal kind of met up again. There were some dwarven merchants that were that Floy was helping to to sort of head back to Bree. You heard a couple of rumors uh, that had been moving about, like uh, some of the some of the people on the road. One was that Galdor, the herald of Kurt and the Shipwright, uh, had been visiting settlements along the road. Uh, asking about incidents at Fornost recently and that something was troubling the shipwright, the, the very, very elder uh, elf. Um, and then the second rumor, which is the one that kind of you all took up on, uh, they were coming out of North Farthing, in fact, which is what Gilly just referenced, which is strange enough, and uh, that there were some strange folks uh, who were crossing the waters of Lake Evendim. And uh, they were kind of sort of seen roaming about the hills of Evendim and the and the, the sort of the great half sunken city of Enominas. Uh and uh, yeah, and so like I think as you all kind of came come back to to Bree and to Coombe, you met with Gilly, and I think the four of you at some point decided that you were going to investigate this, thinking perhaps this these strange folk uh, might themselves. Be the same Rudauer clans that came and, and sort of uh, ransacked Fornos and some of these other places. So we're going to pick it up. We are in, uh, we're still in town. We're still in Bree. Uh, what would you all like to do as you prepare to head out? And where are we heading? Uh, first, I think Erebon would ask Gilly, uh, how does that song go that you wrote again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can attempt it if you would like. Uh, I'm afraid I have uh, no voice for singing Young Gilly. So they, uh, they wrote a song. Like they, mm -hmm. they, they wrote competing songs for their for their I, uh, downtime stuff. I wrote scribbles. Gilly wrote a masterpiece. <laughs> oh. I hear that Long has a freestyle us. rap ready to go. <laughs> okay. What do you got? I mean, you can share. You don't have to. Obviously, you don't, you don't have, have to. Share to but it, to. I'll share mine first to like, you know, build yours up if you want, because yours is much better than mine. Well, this is the uh. order that they were also conceived. <laughs> so Stephen did do his homework first. 
You don't have to. I'm not trying to pressure you into it. I, I did want to put you on we'll the spot see. to be funny, you but you don't try. have to. You can, okay. you can do yours first. So, Erebon, I don't think actually wrote this. Uh, in my headcanon, this is me as a player completely putting stuff on uh, Long to decide. Uh, when Long was traveling back to the Dwarven Hold, uh, and he was telling... Oh, you're muted. Oh, of course. And he was telling people the story of what he did... Uh, as he was like handing them a new artifact to be placed in their treasury. I imagine that someone, uh, maybe himself or another dwarf just started magnifying that story a little bit. And they wrote the Ode to Floy. Oh. Fear spread okay. as shadow grew from that pale scar. A dark host masked in the old wound, Angmar. Do not despair for a single hero rose. The warrior Floy had chosen his foes. Great Rotag's war might crashed upon good Floy, but no fiend can best dwarven battle joy. A fearsome troll, with one below he could fell, yet that day a dwarf axe sounds the death knell. I'm also well aware that this is dwarf washing everything, and that <laughs> Irenial was the one who killed Rotag, but yes. my mind, I could only rhyme Irenial with Millennial, and that didn't seem to really fit Tolkien. So I'm sure. sorry, Melissa. It, <laughs> not trying to take anything away from you. Not a problem. That was uh, that well was done. absolutely wonderful, man. That was yes. that was great. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see what I can reward you with. You're at full wildly home. inaccurate, but skillfully crafted. <laughs> okay. Artistic you- liberties. I think that's right. What right. 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 <laughs> Hmm, trying to see. I'll tell you what, take a just take a free bonus die, Arabon. You can use that at any point tonight, just sort of like from the inspiration of like singing it and getting it all that kind of stuff. You can you can take Woo-hoo, a bonus die. Thank you. Use it on any roll you want, doesn't matter. Okay. Are we like in a are we are, are we somewhere? Are we in the Kuman Waddle? Are we at Gilly's home? Are we at the Oswald Breaker uh home? Is that where we're at right now? Where would you guys meet me up at? I forgot if we regrouped at all after what we did. Yeah, the three of you made it back. I think we ended on the three of you making it back to the Breelands because you met along the road, and then it was about seeking out Gilly. And, like, we kind of, like, did it really quickly towards the end where, like, maybe Mm -hmm. you guys met up with her and told her about the rumors you heard. And I think that's when you guys made your decision that you were more interested in looking into, like, the strange folk along the hills of Evendim. Yeah. So I feel like this is a little less public and maybe more, like, Gilly's place. Okay. <laughs> that maybe we're just that like works. hanging out yeah. together and not so much for like public consumption of all of this, but just more like our own like. Okay. Gilly's got out on the table like all of the maps that she was going over with with Oswald, and she's just kind of like filling you guys up with it. Uh, sure. Catching you guys up. Okay. <laughs> Old to flow. Old to Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you don't have to share if you don't want to, so it's perfectly fine. Uh, and at some point, if it comes up, you can also do it in, in character at some point yeah. if we're doing, you know, we can always do that too. Uh, but other than that, um... Long, did you write something? Uh, of course I did. Of course, Long is always <laughs> good at this. Long always does this. He always does. He's very quiet sometimes, but he always gets shit done. Are you kidding? You can share it if you like. No pressure. Yeah, it's more like maybe like a journey thing. So, okay, I'm, yeah, I might pop it off when that comes. That sounds great. I think that sounds great. All right. So, how about this then? So, you all have have we'll, we'll assume that you've all met up 
uh, mm-hmm. uh, Gilly's home, her parents are hosting, whatever it might be. Uh, Erebon kind of shares the song. You all tell each other like the tales and the you know of of what you did over the over the time off, what you've learned, things you've heard, things you've done, etc. And the these rumors kind of pop up, and that's where you all kind of you're 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 kind of, you kind of kind of get interested at this notion of strange folk from the north coming down again mm-hmm. like we've heard this before and specifically they're going to the site of like old powerful like northern kingdom ruins of anuminas so this does certainly seem like a potential lead on Lottie and her clan now i guess the question is um what do you want to do uh so like you can certainly just leave town but there's also plenty of things you you have resources here to tap into you have local scholars you have talendale and marimben you've got um you know you can get supplies there's lots of things you can do before sort of we journey out so what would people be doing in terms of preparation um gilly would be trying to get as much information on like the location where we would be heading as possible okay like before heading out okay uh, how would you go about doing that? Like, just sort of, just tell me a, sort of a generic idea of what you would want to do. Like, talking to people, looking into lore books from Bricker's Bricker's Library, or something else. I um, think. Sorry to jump in. I think uh, Erebon, having somewhat familiar uh, knowledge of the area, would be willing to help Gilly with that as well, uh, providing her with any details that he remembers from you know centuries okay. ago. Uh, so what we can potentially do then is a lore roll. Um, and if you want to burn a hope to give her support on this, um, then she can get a bonus die. And obviously the, uh, what we'll, we'll say is the better you roll, the more information you could potentially get. So only if you want to roll lore, Gilly, I don't want to force you into that. Oh, I'm down to roll lore. Yeah. Okay. I'll Jesus burn God. a hope. First one. I love lore. What? Yeah. I prefer data personally, but that's just me. (laughs) Okay. And we're ripping it. All right. Just a single success. Okay. So you probably won't get as much as... Okay. So there's essentially a couple different locations of interest here. So there's the lake itself, Lake Evendim, uh, which also goes by like like I would say Erebon would probably know this more from its its Sindara name of uh, uh, let me get this right, uh, Nenuil, uh, which is like Lake of Twilight, uh, Twilight Water, etc. So like, but I think between the two of you, you, would, you kind of come together on that. Um, you would know that it is a fairly large inland lake, kind of. And maybe even if a renewal pops in on this, it's about about fifty miles like north to south, maybe twenty miles wide, etc. The Brandywine uh, or the Berenduin kind of flows into it, um, and you know that on the western side and uh, kind of sort of yeah, all on the western side are the what are called the hills of of Evendim, right? Um, and then there's Anuminas itself, which. Um, so those are sort of like the three kind of key components of this area. Um, I'll I'll move it move the map over so folks can see what I'm talking about where we're at. Oops, sorry, I'm on the wrong screen. So so yeah, we are basically um, in this general vicinity uh, on the map. 
Don't worry about that. Little that was just a reminder for me. Okay, so get rid of that. All right, so you can see that like that's essentially the lake. A couple rivers kind of flow into and out of it. Um, Anuminas itself is is sort of a ruin of, of like the old kingdom or a capital of like the northern kingdoms of men. But it was it was eventually like shifted and moved to Fornost, right? And but in the last something like twenty or thirty years, I can't remember exact the exact dates. There was the fell winter that caused like heavy flooding in the area, and so much of the city of Anuminas is is flooded. Um, really, there's just like the western tower uh, that can be seen sticking up out of the water during most of the year. Now, during the winter is when the water levels are, are lowest, and so perhaps more of the buildings then are, are kind of revealed. Um, and that's exactly when this this group of, of like strange folk from the north um, were there. Uh, so that's kind of what you know about the ruins themselves. Um, obviously, there's plenty of rumors. Floyd would probably have heard about you know, artifacts, you know, things to, to loot, etc. Because it has, you know, great treasures from the West, from, you know, the history of, of like the most powerful of men, etc. Um, the lake is... Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Like, you only got one success, so I don't want to give away too much. Um, but yeah, that's probably what you would know of Anuminas itself. Uh, it is considered a, a somewhat dangerous place. Um, at this point, because uh, no one really kind of lingers around there. It has some, like the the ruins itself have some kind of uh, sort of odd stories and like, you know, superstitions about it, um, about like, you know, obviously like the haunted stuff and like what, what lingers there. But that's, a, that's about it, I would say, you could probably get with one success. Um, but what else is everyone doing? So that's what you have about the ruins. Okay. Um, but you also do know that it's, again, it's just, just west of Fornost, so it's possible Talondale might have information. It's possible Oswald could have more information. So you could potentially kind of, you have other, again, you have other people you could potentially ask. Uh, Arrhenial, Floyd, what are you two doing in like, your preparation for your, your journey here? Obviously, I'll be repacking, having supplies and things ready to go. But I guess information-wise, to get anything, I guess I'd group up with locals or anyone, the rangers. I guess Talendale, like you just said. Okay. Maybe they know more. Yeah. So, like, there's Talendale you could speak with. There were the dwarven merchant caravan that you were with and the dwarf house and stuff that you know that there's people who come and go from breed to the like your your dwarven halls in the blue mountains so like you could also kind of you know see see what other rumors and more information they have so it's kind of up to you like who who you want like there's a lot of information to be gathered it's just a matter of like what kind and from whom okay so i'll go ahead and meet up with the dwarven merchants then okay all right um so you could do for you i mean i doubt you probably want to do a lore roll but you could do some kind of um I don't know, some kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm down to do a lore roll. I haven't done one yet. You could do a, I mean, you could do a riddle as you're trying to get more information about what's going. On. Like I would, I would take a riddle. Something like that might work. Okay. Because it's more again, this is more about conversation. This isn't about like your own personal knowledge or what you're you know reading or learning. It's yeah. more kind of a social thing. Great okay. Success. 
Uh, very nice. Uh, so, uh, all right. So a couple things you would have then kind of gleaned from sort of the, the, the merchant caravan that you've been on. Uh, first, you would have heard that. All right. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to like, there's a lot of stuff. I'm trying to figure out what I want to. Okay. So you would know that during the, like during certain times of the year, like winter and like kind of early spring and then like late summer through fall, like there's like this mist that tends to um, kind of coalesce on the lake itself. And only really during like the middle of summer does like the mist really burn away. Uh, other than that, like it's kind of like it, it flows in from the east, and there is a lot of talk about why that might happen. Some is just sort of a natural phenomenon, but obviously there are people who have suggested that there's more to it. Um, and from some of your kind of greedier treasure hunting kin, they've mentioned too that it's not just Anuminas itself that is of interest, but also there's rumored to be like islands somewhere in the middle of the lake, small kind of hidden islands where some of the um, some of the sort of men from Enominas uh, have like kind of hid these little treasure troves of like important artifacts because they didn't want people looting them. Um, and there's also kind of rumors of some kind of curse or sorcery or whatever that that kind of affects the area as well. Like there's there's something that kind of weighs down and whether those things are connected, people aren't really sure. Um, so that's what I think that's what you would probably get from your your dwarven merchants. Uh, Arineal. Yeah, I would uh, circle back to Marimbem and Talendil. Okay. Sure. Uh, I think that, I mean, they would obviously give you some info no matter what, um, but if you want to roll like some kind of persuasion, uh, like you can do like persuade or you can do... Um, yeah, I think persuade probably makes the most sense. Mm, okay. Uh, lore, I guess you could probably do too, because you yourself could potentially have information as a ranger. You probably traveled around there. Okay. So either a one of those. A little better right? with lore. Let's see. Okay. That looks bad. Yep, that's a fail. Okay. Uh, so uh, the only information you really kind of hear as you're as you're conversing with them is is. Like they don't really they 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 themselves haven't actually spent much time within those ruins. Like Talendil will explain that he spent more of his time around Fornost itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was kind of the perch that he had set. He has heard though that other rangers have traveled about the hills of Evendem. And he does mention that there is this there is this village uh on the northern side of the lake uh of Eskerdale. Not on not on any map. Uh, and, and it's mainly because the, the the village of men are you know wary of outsiders. They kind of like their privacy. Um, but they, if anyone would know anything about the lake, about the hills, about the ruins, about strangers moving in with this land, it would be those people. Because um, they they're people who like they hunt the hills. Uh, they kind of fish the lake, so they know more about that location than anyone else and so if anything were amiss were happening if there were any sort of strangeness that was afoot it's most most likely the people there and he can he says he's never been there himself but he probably but he knows that it's on kind of like the north it's on the northern side of the lake kind of in the base of the hills that's what he's been told 
Um, but that's the extent of what he has. And I would, and I would want to check in with Maribem, um regarding just like how she's been doing. Like, did she spend kind of the whole Yule here with Talendel? Is she kind of looking to uh, continue with us or, you know, kind of go back to where she's been staying? Oh, you want her to come with you? Um, okay. Uh, well, I mean, over the over the, the Yule, Marimbem and Talendil, um Talendil was still recovering. He had extraordinarily significant life-threatening wounds that he suffered at Fornos that was taking, like, literally weeks and months for him to recover to the point where he can walk again. Uh, and over that time, he was able to. Uh, they had spent some time at Breaker's home, but eventually they journeyed kind of into the Chetwood to the north. They've reconciled to some degree, um, but when you meet with Marimbem, you can certainly tell that, you know, there's still an edge to her, of course. Um, but she she doesn't much care for town, uh, but certain people she seems to engage with with a slightly higher level of courtesy and decorum. Um, but you don't get the sense that she's like fully, fully on the sort of the path of light. You know, the shadow still kind of circles around her. As for whether or not she wants to come with you, that's up to you. You would need to persuade her if you would like to try to bring more allied support. So if you want her to come with you, what case do you make? And then we can do a roll to see if she's willing to come with you. Um, And, and I would say that, you know, Arineal, I think, is... is um extending this offer a bit more out of courtesy than necessity like last time it was more of a necessity like we're definitely going to need extra support as we go um i would say this time it's kind of more of a um you know we have this uh you know next kind of leg of our investigation that we're going to be doing if you're interested in coming we you know i'd love to be able to continue to learn from you um so i would say it's not quite as much of a hard sell as it was last time when you mentioned where you're going and you mentioned the hills of evendem and everything to her like she'll light up and, and she'll say you know that the hills are often plagued by beasts and trolls that come down from the lone lands to the north decent troll hunting in those parts could be enticed if you want my aid still I would very much enjoy having you with us uh okay um I think it's so go ahead and roll persuade because this is this is less about convincing her and more about maybe convincing like Talendale to like back off and everything sure um maybe convincing yourself that you like her company i i I do like her company um but i i also it's kind of one of those things like make the decision that's best for you whereas last time i was like no no no, you really need to come with us whether you want to or not um um although i do think i want to let's see (laughs) yeah you're you're gonna have to pay me this time all right, My we'll see how the world goes. I'm going to be living amongst these humans. <laughs> Mortgages. Oh, no. I'll tell you, that, that warm goat's milk is very pricey. <laughs> Someone's driving the price up. 
The scarcity of it, in fact. <laughs> oh, I think really I almost well. had it. Uh, I think I Well, I don't know. Seven it. looks really bad to me. Okay. Oh, wow. It's yeah. two. So we'll say as you're talking to her... Um, yeah, she. You can see she. There's hesitation. Like on the one hand, like she wants to go. She feels kind of this, like you know, wanderlust to some degree that you and Arabon probably share as well. Like not wanting to get stuck necessarily in one place, specifically this place. But like you can also tell, and like this is one of those situations where the fail isn't necessarily an awful thing. You also can tell that there's like a concern, and maybe it's something that Talondale in the room brings up as well at so quickly kind of going back out and mm -hmm. what sort of diving back into like this wholesale slaughter. Cause that's possibly what could happen along these Hills. Like if she encounters more of those, could that trigger some of the darker parts of her shadow path and everything? So, mm -hmm. um, so instead she just says, I think you have the capability in yourself and with your, your company to handle this without me should, of course, a greater threat rise. You can, of course, return. Both Talendale and I shall aid you in that. But I think for the time being, I should remain uh, here. Talendale and I have much to much time to make up for. I know where I can find you if needed, but I I do hope that you find the respite that you truly need. Hmm. Well, thank you. Hmm. Be wary out in the hills. I'm not as familiar with the North Moors and the hills of Evendim as Talendil, some other ranger folk, but there's a deep history to those places, which is both comforting and concerning. There's a melancholy in the land that is very easy to pervade and insidiously burrow into your own heart. Stay true to each other stay true to your <clears throat> she's like you can tell like this is through gritted teeth that she's saying this sort of positive stuff stay true to your to your goals and remember that you are not alone as much as it might seem that way sometimes I always have much to learn from your wisdom and appreciate your good wishes. So she kind of rests a hand on your shoulder a bit, almost like she's getting ready to pull you in for an embrace, but doesn't quite go that far and just sort of firmly grasps the shoulder and then this is the top of the arm and then she and Talendale depart. Uh, it seems that they have been spending some time actually moving about the Chetwood and getting back into hunting and clearing out some occasional goblin bros and stuff here and there that nothing too uh, too crazy nothing out of the ordinary 
And Irineal's okay. happy that they kind of seem to be doing all this together, so she's not too disappointed that sure. uh, Merimem did not join. Okay. Does anybody else have anything in mind that they wanted to do before we kind of head out on our journey? This is all kind of over the course of a couple days. This doesn't have to be like nothing, nothing too incredibly time sensitive. I don't think I'd have anything really specific. I would just want to make sure that we're well prepared with provisions for the trip and everything. Go about yeah. the logistics aspect. Okay. Uh, so at this point, you all are, like I was saying last week, if you wanted to switch out useful items for other things, you could certainly do that, knowing that you have a journey. Like, I know that some of you had taken up useful items that were more for like a wintry landscape, which is not what you're going to be going into this time around. Like, you have that basic understanding, like it's springtime. And although like the snow is, is melting still and like the waters are rising again, like you're going near a lake, you're going to hills, um, you're going to be remote for a bit. Uh, but you, it's not necessarily like the harsh wasteland of Angmar in northern Rudaur and the Lone Lands. So if you wanted to switch stuff out, you're welcome to do so now. What does everyone have for items as we put everything out on the table and you know, kind of plan <laughs> our, our packing? And Gilly's dad is just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, uh... You guys going somewhere? <laughs> uh, Erebon would empty out his uh, pack and uh, it wouldn't take long because there's almost nothing in there. Uh, it appears that Erebon has lived off the land for some time and actual material possessions he doesn't have many of. What he finds useful, he wears and he doesn't carry much else. Uh, so his useful item is his well-made cloak. Nice. Gillian uh, Floyd, I, I think you have the most uh, highest uh, standard of living in <laughs> the most items, I think. Yeah, Gilly has two. Uh, well, I mean, I am rather partial to my lantern, so I'm definitely keeping that. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, you can't go wrong with my, hope, my rope and hook. I mean... That's gotten us out of a few pickles, I'd say. Always useful to have some amount of feet of rope on any on any adventure. As for me, I've got my classic maps, sunstone, in my expensive clothing. Um <laughs> <laughs> Expensive which are just clothing are you like gonna stop and go to a show while you're at it too <laughs> no, right <laughs> very useful very useful oh my god it's great it's great i hear hamilton's playing the theater outside and the music okay um uh so arenial yeah. is probably going to switch back um so the snowshoes are not going to be uh, useful this time around so I think she's going to before you commit to anything we're going to a lake so consider flippers <laughs> I refuse there are no flippers in Tolkien's no. Lord of the Rings hell no no, no. Um, but I will say she had swapped out a, a little a small knife uh, for the snowshoes so I think she's going to okay. go back to her uh, small knife <laughs> <laughs> so you hand like you hand the snowshoes over to Gilly's dad, and he's like, 
What am I supposed to do with these? Are they just, like... just hang it on the wall. It's like decor. He's just like <laughs> swatting at a fly. <gasps> oh, okay. Dad, go in your room. What? This is my home. I paid it's, for it. It's nap time or something, right? <laughs> you hear your mom. You're embarrassing I me in front of my friends. Leave our daughter alone. <laughs> <laughs> you have like the <laughs> You're the most you have the most sitcommy parents of all time. Okay. I have to say I love our campaigns when somebody's parents are involved and yes, we go like visit parents. Oh my gosh. Our Starfinder campaign with yes. your parents was the best. Holy crap. Where you hid bodies in the bathtub or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. What? <laughs> that they we hit did. Bod- you hid no, you hid bodies in their car and then like Coder's character slept in, slept the, bathtub in the bathtub for some reason. Okay. It was the dumbest stuff. Oh, yes. So it was lots of fun. It yes, was so I, stupid. My, my doctor mother was so disappointed that I was a mechanic. Yeah. yeah. She had a doctor mother who was constantly looking down on her, and they had killed some people who were trying to kill them and hit the bodies inside their the family car or something like that. It was wow. So it was great. Anyhow, that's not what's happening here. All right. Are we ready to dive into the journey phase? Ready. Okay, so uh, hopefully uh, you all remember some of it. Uh, if you don't, it's okay. I'll go over it now. I'm trying to. Oh, we have suggestions and some... ch- chat for fishing gear because <laughs> we're going to a lake. Yes, I totally agree, Australis. Uh, it's it's George's parents. Like Gilly, I got all this baloney sandwiches. <laughs> I gave you too much power. <laughs> I mean, like, no, he's better. What am I supposed to do with all the baloney? <laughs> I love power. I love Estelle Costanza. She's my favorite sign. Fantastic. She's my favorite sign. Okay. Okay. So that's now what I see as I see Jerry Stiller. Uh, so I see, well, Jerry's an actor. I see George. I see, was it Estelle and, oh, I forgot George's dad's name. Never mind. We're getting off topic. Let's, let's, let's hop back into the journey. So. All right, first of all, let's figure out where is your target. So you've got a couple options. Um, you have the ruins themselves. You've got um, the the hamlet of, of Eskerdale uh, that Talendale mentioned. So those are kind of two clear options. Um, you could also just do sort of the lake itself or the hills. Like, like is, is there a specific... Frank, thank you, that's the word. That's the name. Is there a specific specific target that you would want to to look into. Renial would make the case for Eskerdale. Okay. Um as also informational gathering as well. Everybody would like, be opposed to that. Seems like we have information on there by the shores of the lake too. Yeah, and then from there we can uh, possibly acquire some sort of way to check out for the islands and then make it to the the ruins. But I guess it just depends if how long we waste time in case they just went straight to the ruins. Well, and we may even be able to get some information on their their movements um, if we're able to talk to some other folks first as well. Information's always great. Yeah, like what you heard, like the rumors that you heard was that there were strange folks in the hills and they were possibly walking across like the lake, like when it was frozen over during the coldest parts of the winter, right? That's what you've heard. 
And again, that was some time over the last month or two. So this is like this is stuff that's already happened. So like mm. whether they've left that you don't know. They could still be there. They could they could have left. Like like you don't know fully. Like that's something you still kind of have to like suss out. So if that affects your thoughts at all. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then Gilly would be off for popping in the town too. Escardale, here we come. Okay, so you only have an approximation of where that is, uh, but you do know it's that's it's somewhere around the north side of the lake, kind of somewhere in a gully of the of the hills. So somewhere kind of up there, somewhere is this this town. Um, and so what that's going to mean is that we're going to target a general area uh, north of north of the lake, and that's going to be our journey destination. But then once we kind of reach there, we're going to have our own sort of separate sort of skill endeavor to then try to literally find the hamlet in that broader area. So that's what that's how this is going to work. Um, but we have our general there. And that's what I had the little marker there for was like giving you a general idea. Yeah. Of somewhere around somewhere around like where that red. That's not perfect. That's just sort of the general ballpark of where you're going. All right. So then. Um, OK, so let's do the let's actually walk through the phases again. Um. Let's map it out. So who wants to do the whole mapping out thing? Uh, Long, you want to do that? Gilly, Floyd. Someone over sure me. Map it up. Yeah, so draw the, draw, like literally use the drawing tools to, to sort of draw the path. Gilly has, you know, some basic sketches of maps that she was looking at with, uh, with Breaker over the, over the winter. Um, so just draw, yeah, draw the direction you want to go. Thinking out loud, like my thought might be kind of going to the fork in the river and then cutting to the, oh, or that way. Okay, going up the greenway. Um, yeah, we, I think we've taken like sort of this path before, but we're just going the other way. Mm -hmm. Going west instead of east. That works. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so kind of starting to go up the greenway towards uh, Fornost and then kind of cut west at a certain point uh, and then find the river like that, the kind of the arc of the brand new line there, and then kind of continue on like a northwesterly bearing until you've reached the north part of the lake. Okay. That sounds, that's perfectly fine. We can totally do that. Um all right, so then let's do roles. Uh, so there are four different roles. There's guide, hunter, lookout, and scout. Uh, guide is the travel role. That's making all the decisions, etc. Hunter is going to be doing the hunting roles. Lookout is doing awareness roles, keeping watch, etc. And then scout, uh, which I know who that should be, is in charge of setting out camp and opening new trails, and they roll the explore test. So who's uh, who's in what position? Arineal does hunting. Okay. I would prefer awareness. Okay. So that's a uh, lookout for uh, for Gilly. What were the other two? Explore and... Yeah, travel. guy does travel, scout does explore. Well, then I would have to do explore because I don't have anything in travel. Okay. okay. I'll be the guide then. Okay, so scout... Arabon. So Scout, that means you're in charge of setting up camp and opening new trails. And I think it's wonderful that Steven's the Scout. Uh, I think I think that just fits. He's the best Scout. And then the guy that... I'm the best Scout? 
Yep. Someone, someone clip this for me. <laughs> we literally, we literally only have one scout. So you are also the worst scout. Uh, someone clip salties. that. That's a great name. Uh, yes, we are playing uh, One Ring Second Edition. So Middle Earth, between the, between like the end of the Hobbit and the start of the actual of the Rings, we're in that that realm in between those two. Um, okay. Uh, so we've got our path, we've got the rolls, etc. Um, last call, any other things that you wanted to do in town before you set off? Oh, yes. Yes. What? Sorry, give me a second. I'm going to... Oh, goodness. The whole party is, like, geared up. We've got our caravan ready. <laughs> no. And was like, wait, I need my handkerchief. You're, mo- you're, you're like, you're a good, like, three hours along the, the Grady's Road, getting over to the intersection, going up to Greenway. And then, no, like, we haven't left yet. And suddenly, okay. stop, stop, stop. Oh, Jeff knows what I'm thinking, and I cannot think of her name. Marge. Genuinely had no, I have no idea what she was thinking. Marge. What about Marge? You have to stop in and say hi to Marge. Oh, for Christ's sake. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. So I don't think Stephen knows anything about this. I vote Erebon goes (laughs) with you. (laughs) I don't know what Marge is. So yeah, you don't. You don't know Marge. You want to go? So Arunil will explain um, that we have a. An acquaintance that we ran across that had been exiled from town, but not necessarily for good reason. And his mom is older and ill. Um, and he asked that we check on her when we are in town. And we always forget until the very last minute to go check on her. And last time we did chores around her house, but we kept our word and we should keep our word. Okay. I didn't yes, realize uh, we signed up for every time we're down. <laughs> I know. I mean, you That's had like three commitment. months to do this, and now you're like, oh, we're leaving. we got to do this first. Okay. That's what I was about to say. We, we've had all of Yule. <laughs> it's so much time <laughs> to check it out. And now you're doing it. It may end up just being a knock on the door. You knock on the door. Hi. Door opens up. <laughs> what do you want? Mm. Uh, yes, ma'am. We just wanted to swing by and Say hello. And she's, and she's got one of those things. To your health. Like where the bottom lip is kind of disappeared mm. beneath. My L is pulling sickly as it's always been. <clears throat> you look familiar. Uh, yes, we were here several months back. Uh, no, this is this is our our friend Arabon. He was not with us last time we stopped by. Are you an elf? Yes, you, you seem to have a bit of a cough. Have you tried yeah. tea? Of course I've tried tea. It's the first thing I tried. <sighs> Perhaps you should try it again. Arunia will reach into her bag and she has some like dried um, like just jerkies and, and different things that she you know kind of made like a little a little uh, kind of towel-wrapped bit of food Get basket. Oh, I remember you now. You are the one with the little hobbit who came and did all those chores. And you were supposed to fix the gate, and the gate's still squeaking. Now, 
I don't know about you, but shoddy workmanship is a sign of poor character. Now, I'll take this little package that you're giving me, thank you very much, but you're going to get over there and you're going to make sure that that gate doesn't squeak. Or else, what kind of reputation will there be for you? <sighs> and everyone will just sort of nod and just say, like, uh, okay, uh, on, on the way out, you won't necessarily see us darken your door again for a little while. But on the way out, we're going to take care of that squeak. One second. And you, you see her waddle off behind and you hear, like, some thumping around and stuff. Kind of reeks. And she comes back to the door and she's carrying what looks like a big old toolbox. Yeah, I assume you didn't bring it around. And she just thrusts the toolbox into your into your chest. So, O'Reneal's going to go over to the gate. Is um, it rusty? Does it just need oil? What are we looking at? I know, that's at what I was thinking. We just needed to roll a craft some, check. Like, <laughs> some oil on it. I love these, like, completely no prep for this. Let's just. What can I do? Do, do you want to roll the craft or should I, O'Reneal? Uh, I've got one and a 13. I've got one and a 14. So, you go ahead. You All want right. to burn some hope to help the other support this? You know what? No, no, no. Let, let me roll if that's okay. Go right uh, ahead. I'm going to use my bonus die. Oh, yeah, for the song. There you oh, go. Oh, that's right. So you sing a bit as the two of you work on repairing this fence. This, that's probably how this is manifesting. Go ahead and roll. And Arenial just gives me some side eyes. I'm singing about <laughs> Floyd instead of... <laughs> yeah, you, It's still a failure. It's it's not rusty, but like you oil the thing up to the point where it's like, oh my god, there's just like it's like dripping oil, like it stains on the wood. And you think you finally got it, and you go like you go to drop the tools off, but then as you go to leave, it's you open the door, again. it squeaks again. It's just like, oh my gosh. And she's like, as the door is closing, like to to her house, and you guys are leaving through through the front gate, she hears the squeak and she's like, What? I thought you said you fixed it. She waddles down, nearly falls down the step, and thrusts the tools back into her chest. I'll tell you, I there's just the young people these days. They just have ah, no work ethic. I my apologies. I I'm used to dealing with elvish hinges. I, I'm afraid Bree hinges are uh, somewhat different of craftsmanship. Different, or do you mean worse? I heard your tone. You know, well, not everything you hear the squeaking, the hinge is obviously too tight. No matter how much oil the hinge is too tight, it's going to squeak. Well, if you're so smart, I suppose you can fix it. I can remove the hinges, and then it will no longer squeak. What was that, Erevan? I can remove the hinges, and then it will no longer squeak. (laughs) You guys... (laughs) You guys break down the gate to the point where it no longer opens or closes and just flops around in the wind as you try to like it's you try to like squeaking, break it. Right? It's not squeaking, but now it's no longer closing and it's like not fitting into the door. It's just flopping around in the breeze. Now you see some of her like chickens are starting to like like scurry out. Like, what are you doing? Oh, they're gonna get out now. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What am I paying you for? This is ridiculous. Oh, goodness. <sighs> it's all free. No worries. No, no money involved. No, no, no money at all. Are you breaking my gate for free? I feel so fortunate. As one of the chickens runs out of the gate, I just want to suggest uh, perhaps some chicken soup would help with that cough. What are you? Some sort of some sort of 
healing person. You think you're you think you can fix my sickness as well? You can't even fix a gate. How can you possibly fix my sickness? <coughs> yes, uh, it does seem that no matter what, some hinges will always squeak. Meanwhile, Gilly and Floy are just chilling with our horses and like all of our pack stuff. What's taking yeah. so long? Where'd they where'd they go? Weren't we supposed to leave like an hour ago? That's true. It said something about Marge. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> did you did you hear about that? They made us she tried to make us fix her window and her gate. Oh, she needs her home fix. I could have done that easily. We might have to go because they'll be stuck there forever. You're you're good with fixing things. Maybe next time. <laughs> you bastard Floy. Eight hours later, they're still not back. <laughs> the whole workday is, is they're still not back. Case and chickens trying to get them back in the yard. <laughs> we, we, camera zooms back to Marge's home, and not only is the gate actually deconstructed, but most of the fence is too. Like the like the chickens are running free. Like everything's going crazy. It's just absolute pandemonium over here. <sighs> okay. You think of a token elf, and you just think grace and expertise and then we cut to Erebon chasing after a chicken trying to grab it <laughs> and so uh, you bring all the chickens back and you make some sort of makeshift you just start tying the gate in place for now and then by the time you leave she's very disappointed she's like I am going to report you to the craftsman's guild you shouldn't be repairing gates at all what is ugh, goodness my me and the paint. The paint is is already peeling. I am... Oh, God. Absolutely. <coughs> um, good night. And she slams the door. Irenial, right. as unpleasant as she is, I do feel slightly guilty for ruining her gate. If there is a craftsman's guild, perhaps we should pay them to fix it. I had the same thought that someone... I mean, really, you would think one of her neighbors would have if taking it upon themselves to provide this assistance to her, but I feel like can. her neighbors give her a wide berth. <laughs> it does seem true. <laughs> can we say that we drop a coin? Sure. That's fine. So Get we'll say you, you pay uh, a proper handyman to come out the next day. I, I want space. entirely new hinges. I don't want just okay. repair. <laughs> you hit the blacksmith, everything like, and then by the time you're all done with this, it's dark, and you you go back. Floyd, Gilly, have been waiting this whole day. Like you, you got up early. You were ready to go and make an early start. You got distracted with Marge, and then you had to go do shopping, hire a right handyman, and you lost a whole day. There's a whole day that you could have actually been traveling. And so you go back <laughs> to Gilly's house. Her parents are token up pretty hardcore because <laughs> they thought that you guys weren't coming back. It's a very awkward night entirely, but you got to start the next morning again. All right, so let's let's continue our travels then. All right, so I need a travel roll from Floy. Let's get some successful rolls on the board. We should really leave that poor old woman alone. We did we did not do well last time. <laughs> Elven mithril hinges. <laughs> okay. The legendary squeaking gates. Great success. Yes. All right. Excellent. 
Okay, so again, if you're unfamiliar with how the journey rules work, uh, travel roll kind of determines like there's a there's like a hidden GM screen and has like hexes and stuff like that and sort of breaks down whether certain areas are dangerous or not. So judging by this, and that determines like where the first like where the events will actually occur, that kind of thing. Uh, and so you're you're departing from here, uh, and with a great success, uh, you yeah you do uh, you do pretty well. Um, just checking one thing. All right, so. All right, I'm just getting this already on my screen, my side of it. So you're able to move almost the entire way up the road. Like again, each you know, it's it's a it's a couple days travel um, up the road. And you've you've most of you have traveled this before, uh, Erebon, Even when you were doing your kind of wanderlust. Uh, hey, Burr, how's it going? Uh, even when you're doing your little wanderlust during like the Yule months, you probably pass through this. But um, you can kind of move the token all the way up to where the bend is. In fact, as you you pass by some familiar sites, including that kind of peculiar uh, that peculiar forest uh, where uh, Floyd nearly kind of fell down into the copses and then heard like the strange whispers and things that were kind of calling to him at this point. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a relatively uh, you know kind of dull journey for the first few days out of Bree. Uh, not many people take the Greenway North anymore. Uh, it's more of the south, like a, kind of a southward, um, kind of a southward run at this point. I'm gonna need. Let's see. Erinial, uh, go ahead and make a hunting test. As in your maybe in your your haste to get your your stuff ready and then like the kind of the false start you uh you forgot to pack like enough food for the first couple of days and you don't really want to waste some of like the things that have been dried and preserved and so you you, you spend some time hunting about um thank goodness for the gandalf dice because that was a bad roll yeah i did see that so you do get oh yeah because you get because hunting is favored for you Mm-hmm. all right all right, so then, so that's a pass. All right, I'm just doing a couple of rolls. Sorry, it's not working for some reason. Oh my God, so stupid. There it goes. There it goes. Okay. So, Okay, so you as as you pass by like this this sort of strange like forest of trees, you pass by the the town of Archit. Um, Renewal, you see like a, a little archery contest that's kind of going out as you as you journey for the first day, and kind of dawns on you that you keep forgetting to to maybe go and get one of those bows bows made. You pass by the copse of trees itself that like and you and you don't hear the whispers or anything this more anything anymore. But then you kind of get within sight of Fornost uh, after about three days travel. Um you all of you have like this sort of sinking feeling starts to overtake you, like as if like a palpable sense of 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 sort of despair is trying to kind of push its way into you. You can kind of feel the weight of your your shoulders begin uh, to kind of weigh down on you a bit. And you notice along the side of the road, 
a disturbance in some of these stones that have been scattered about that as the three of you were traveling here last several months prior you you actually remember there being like a proper almost sort of pyramid ziggurat ziggurat shaped stacking of these large stone blocks but when you look at them now it it looks as though something has either ruptured or someone has disrupted it in some way and the stones are kind of scattered about uh, in, in you know this haphazard fa- fashion, even one huge slab that Floyd, probably the strongest here, you probably couldn't even pick up all on your own. Um, who would like to? One of you roll a scan test. That Whoever is not would like me. to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty good at those. Okay, go ahead, Floyd. One success. Okay, you notice, and it probably makes sense that you see this that. What when you were passing by before, maybe you've you mistook this for like the base of a of a building or a tower of some kind. But now that you see it, um, and you see the stones scattered about, you actually see that it was a barrow, uh, sort of like a tomb, um, and it looks like it's sort of been dug down like deep into sort of the wet earth. It's somewhat disturbed in some way, some kind of makeshift tomb. Um, you also notice that there's what appears to be like tools and stuff uh in the area um rusted a bit like they've been left out uh in in the in the in the you know and kind of has some weather wear to them um and it looks maybe about 50 feet or so away from where this disruption is the remains of an old campfire um with like two bedrolls They're not let people know it looks like someone's been staying here or they've maybe they found what they needed and left or something scared them all they pillaged they pillaged a grave so it seems would you i mean that's what floyd does like all the time <laughs> <laughs> that's his job <laughs> someone needs us to do it then Seems as if they left in a hurry, though. I mean, who leaves without their bedrolls? Arunio would like to try to look around for some tracks or kind of where they might have gone off to. Sure. Uh, roll. Uh, you can either roll, I guess, scan if you want to do that as well, or you can roll. Um, I assume you want to roll like hunt or something like that. As you're yeah, for looking for yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Tracks. Great success. Okay. Um, it does look like there were, there's basically three different types of tracks around here. You see two, bo- two sets of boot prints that are scattered about the camp. Um, with the great success, you can tell that none of them seem to have been recent. Like it, they, they certainly seem to be a little bit windblown as if like a couple days worth of, of wind or rain has, has matted them down a bit uh you also notice what looks like hoof prints so maybe they had like a pony with them but you don't see that anywhere uh currently um it does look like the prints uh kind of come and go between the camp and where uh like the the barrow has been dug into the earth beneath where the stone has been disrupted uh, as if they've kind of come and gone uh you don't see anything any any tracks kind of moving back towards like the road itself um it just looks like they've con- gone back and forth 
but everything looks like it's been, it's like a few days old between the rusted, sort of the rusted tools that have been laid and like kind of cast about in a lazy manner. The bedrolls are cool. They don't look like they've been slept in. You check the fire itself. Fire is not warm. You can tell from the campfire that it's been probably several days since it's burned. Um, it just doesn't look like there's been any real activity in at least maybe, you know, four or five days. And so if I'm understanding correctly, it is possible that they could have gotten themselves um, kind of in trouble back kind of where the grave area is. So I kind of want to go look at that. Like if it's deep underground, like a hole that, you know, because we've fallen into a hole and gotten stuck. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do see like a, a kind of a, a makeshift um, ladder like that was built from like it looks like they built it themselves uh, from like local twigs and wood and stuff that they probably snatched off some of the the, the trees nearby, kind of wrapped it up um, and it does go down into darkness. So it's at least maybe eight, ten, you know, eight to ten feet down. Um and, but the, it's like kind of muddy and wet a bit. Um, like it rained probably either in the morning or last night or something. And there's still some dampness. Um, it is springtime, so it's not uncommon. Billy, perhaps your lantern could illuminate this for us. Uh, sure. You want me to go down there? Well, just some bright light. Uh, and then we do have a dwarf. This worked out so well last time that we did this. Erebon <laughs> is happy to volunteer friendly. everyone else. <laughs> I'll hold the ladder while you three climb down. Yeah. Uh, so OSHA doing? safety, all right? You got to have someone <laughs> holding the ladder at all times. Uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go down if Floyd goes down. Yeah, it's possible they're still down there. They'd be stuck, trapped. It's been days. Exactly. We should try to provide assistance so i'll head down okay uh floy you you descend it's very dark assuming gilly has a light uh yep. you can once you hold the light up you can see the bottom um and it looks like there's like hollowed out there's like kind of hollowed out earth like it's almost like there's like a mini tunnel uh that has some basic reinforcement but it looks like wood reinforcement like a mine in, in some ways like how you might see on a mine shaft they kind of had the wood beams here and there but floy you drop down and you can see that it kind of extends off in two different directions is like this is dropping down in the middle and so we'll say like one kind of moves off to the south and another kind of moves off to the north um Floy, you go, or uh, Gilly, you, you go down after Floy, you have the light up, and yeah, it, you can see what looks like roots and things that are piercing through, like the walls, there's, again, a little bit of wetness here and there, and kind of sludge on the walls, like the, like, like you're not sure if, if it's soaked all the way through, or, or what exactly, um, but you do see, like, there's boot prints and stuff down here as well, um, and there's more, like, tools, like little hand trowels and stuff like that, um, crowbars that kind of stuff like like laying in the in the in the mud and the dirt down here so it's north and south yeah i'll follow that track of footprints and tools see if i find anything okay. ernie will climb down the ladder now that both of them are down okay i don't want to be up there alone i guess i'll go with ernie <laughs> will hold the ladder got him. following safety protocol okay uh sure um so the two of you climb down as well and all of you are kind of down at the 
sort of intersection, like of the vertical and then the north-south tunnel. Um, uh, Floyd, move northward is sort of where you think the tunnel is kind of moving towards and kind of does a slight curve. And eventually you see it opens up onto kind of a rounded room. Again, there's no masonry here. Everything's like bridged with like what looks like old thick beams. Um, but when you kind of come around the corner, you notice two things. Uh, first, you notice that there's some kind of some sort of like not sarcophagi, but certainly that's the close enough word for us for this in this particular case. Like it looks like there's been some kind of kind of shelf in the in the wall that's been carved out of the of the dirt uh and you can see that there are like wrapped up bodies uh and then you also see another body laying on the ground this one not wrapped up uh, face first in the dirt uh and you can see unmoving there's a broken lantern nearby uh and uh a couple scattered tools in here as well i'll hurry over to the unwrapped body check it out okay you rush mm -hmm. over uh, and you put your hand on it and it's cold. And so you realize like right just by touching it, this is just kind of a dead body at this point. Ah, it's, it's too late for him. As you, um, as you're going to expect him a little bit, maybe roll him over or whatever, but you noticed that like his skin looks strange. It looks extraordinarily like pale, like almost... And also like desiccated as if it's been, you know, rotting away for years as if it like it's just something has been sort of, sort of sucking the, the marrow and the, the life out of it to the point where it's kind of shriveled at, at places. It looks like the skin has retracted and there's all these like horrible wrinkles here and there. The bone structure of the face and the arms is um, is certainly like becoming more and more pronounced um go ahead and roll a uh, heal test if you want uh or if you're there gilly you can do it as well i'll assume arineal and Erebon, you're if you want to if you unless you're telling me otherwise i'm assuming you're going with them yeah yeah i'd be with them but yeah, i would be together. first okay. one to do the heal test all right so gilly you can roll it okay you're there great success uh, you nice. actually notice two wounds of note. Like he does, like the body of him. It's a man, uh, certainly a Brelander. You can tell uh, he's got kind of some stringy hair. It looks like he might have been balding at one point, or maybe that just happened uh, afterwards. It's hard to get a good, kind of a good guess, you know, estimate of like age, but certainly not young. Uh, but also not, you know, not like Oswald Breaker's age, probably middling years 30s 40s 50s maybes but nothing's you know like in the 60s or so um but there's two wounds of note one uh there is a a large slashing wound and sort of a diagonal cut uh from what looks like just underneath the left shoulder down through the torso and kind of leaving at the right hip uh at the centermost point in the chest is probably the deepest, and that's where you can see, like the the shirt that he was wearing and the skin are kind of peeling apart at the same time. Very very dark kind of brown coloring here, as if the blood that was there has long since dried. 
uh, and it's hard to even distinguish it in some cases from the dirt stains that are on the shirt as well. Um, but you also notice like what looks like a handprint on his face. And that's a wound. Is the handprint, or is it just? It just. It just uh, it's just like a, a something noticeable, right? Okay. It just looks like like a, a hand has been sort of placed against his face. Like there's the impression of a hand. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like 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 something has been pushed, and like the skin is sort of revealing that, almost like a mark in some way. So Arenial has like a handprint scar on her arm from like the frostbite incident that happened a while back does it look mm-hmm. at all similar to that as you kind of roll your sleeve up and you take a look um and you look over at is you realize it does in fact have a lot of similarities to it and right as you're about to say that to gilly the light in your lantern flickers out and it's utterly dark uh in this sort of section of the tomb you're no nowhere near like the the sort of the overhead spot where the uh, the ladder was, and all of you hear the sounds of like voices just begin to kind of permeate in the area. Your light flickers back in, back on, Gilly. Like as it is, it sort of like dimmed and flickered out, and almost looked like the flame was mm-hmm. fully gone, and then it changes color ever so slightly. Like you, it goes from like this sort of bright yellowish orange and kind of starts to dim now to more like this sort of almost like kind of foul green look and it starts to kind of push all of these different shadows onto the walls and when the light comes back up you can see kind of standing there over top of you and Floy and over top of this body the figure of an individual with maybe six and a half feet tall, kind of looming over top of the two of you. Head, which is covered in some kind of mask and in what looks like helmet of, of some kind of adornment, not horribly dissimilar to the one that Arineal now wears. And it's kind of leaning and hunched over in such a way. And as you track the body down, you realize there's no actual legs at the bottom and it just seems to float around i need everybody uh let me get this right um well we don't have to technically do it yet um but it reaches out towards gilly uh as if it's like it's like you can see like there's a this kind of spectral blade in one hand and then the other hand reaches down as if it's trying to grab Gilly. Uh, we're going to have to, we're going to go into initiative at this point. Oh, <laughs> Gilly. Okay. Erebon just kind of squeals out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't actually have a map or anything for us this time. Uh, I wasn't sure if you guys were actually going to go in there. So I didn't actually put a map together, but that's fine. It's small enough that we can, and it's just the one combatant that we can just do theater with mine. But I'm going to put some tokens on here just for targeting okay. sake and stuff. Uh, so I'm going to add us all the oh, initiative. What was that uh, frostbite you got before? Is that from our raid? She, she uh, got it during some sort of magical 
Like, yeah, she was in within the center of the runes as you were traveling through Rudauer. She heard those mm-hmm. whispers once more, and then she felt something grab her wrist. But then Gilly, I think it was Gilly who pulled her out of the circle and oh, everything seemed yeah. fine. Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, let's, uh, we're not going to have opening volley because uh, this is all kind of happening super fast. Uh, and let's go from there. Start the combat for us. Yeah, uh, just switching over the music here. All right, no opening volley. Uh, so we're just going to begin combat. Now, um, the first thing we need to do uh, at the start of combat, and this is where this is going to trigger. I need everybody in here uh, inside of this thing, which is you now can see the light has dimmed um, to the point where like you, like you can see it kind of reaching down towards Gilly at this point. Uh, the, none of you, I think, are holding any kind of lanterns or torches everybody roll um say i'm using what's called thing of terror so at the start of the first round of battle all player heroes in sight um gain three shadow points oh no uh you can test that you can test dread and those who fail their shadow tests are daunted and cannot spend hope for the rest of the fight actually no you just take the shadow points uh no 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 i no you can defend that no no no, no. hang on sorry it's been a while too many. All right, making a roll. Sorry, because we're doing a shadow test. So this is going to be dread. Uh, everyone roll valor. Um, can I? Sp- oh, no. I'm going to spend a fellowship point on this. Great success. Okay. Failure for Gilly. All right, so we'll do it one at a time. Success right. for Reniel. Start with Floyd. Floyd, what'd you roll? Great success. Okay. Uh, take one point of shadow. Gilly, what did you roll? Uh, failure. Uh, take three points of shadow as dread begins to overtake you as you see this hand reach down towards you. Uh, kind of makes sense. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. Floy, you're you're a little bit more nerd that you've seen nameless things before. This ain't nothing. Uh Arineal, would you roll? Success. Uh you uh take two points of shadow. Okay. Uh Erebon, what did you roll? I failed. I had like a six percent chance of succeeding. With a uh Aya Sauron too. Okay. I got uh, an Aya Sauron as well. Thanks for letting me know. It's important for you. To I got a Sauron? I didn't see that. Someone did. I saw someone get an ISR on. I uh, did. No, it might have just been me. Okay. From now on, let me know when you get eyes of Sauron. Uh, it non, yeah, it's, it could potentially be important. Uh, you take three points of uh, Shadow Erebon, unfortunately. Uh, whoever failed takes three. So I think that's Gilly and Erebon. As the two of yes, you sir. are quaking in fear at the sight of this thing that just emerged out of the darkness. Um, Okay, uh, got your stances set. Arineal and Erebon are both in defensive. Um, Floy and Gilly, uh, set your stance. Not sure if I have control or not. You should. What do you mean? Uh, just, just the options to switch aren't popping up exactly. Uh, click left click and then right click, I think. Uh, what stance do you want? And do you want forward, I assume? Oh, it's in the drawing field. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's why. Oh, yeah, because he was the one who drew for us. Got it. All right. 
going forward. Okay. Uh, so as the light flickers back up, this thing is reaching its hand uh, down towards Gilly. Um, so I'm gonna let it get its little this little chilling touch thing off first, and then you guys can begin your. It's gonna be sort of like a surprise round against you guys, and then we'll uh, go into your normal combat. So this was its its hand reaching down towards Gilly. Uh, so Gilly. Okay, you had your light up, so that's that. All right, I'm gonna burn a point of hate. Give itself a oh, bonus. God. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'll roll that in the open. My bad. I didn't mean to do that. I'll I'll just re-roll that. Sorry. So can Gilly get into Rearward's dance? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, this this opening thing is gonna go the way it's gonna go though. All right. Uh, now, the bright side is, is that, Gilly, you managed to scramble out of the way of it, uh, and maybe maybe Floy even intersperses himself between the two of you, and so it kind of pushes off this sort of spectral hand reaching down towards your face, and you're able to die, kind of dart away. Uh, and now we'll go ahead and start normal combat. Uh, Floy, you're up first. And this is a fairly small room, so anyone can kind of get anywhere. Uh, Gilly, you can scramble away and get into rearward, no problem. Cool. I'm going to switch mine to open then because I was going to be defensive to mm-hmm. protect her, but if she can get away, then yeah, I'm that's fine. Just do open. Yep. All right. Uh, Let's see. Let's see if you like some of this axe I got here. <laughs> axe body spray. <laughs> okay. The 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 dead body did have that like big slash across the chest. It did. So. Well, it has a sword and does have like that hand and like it does feel extraordinarily cold. Mm-hmm. Seven points of damage. Looks like I got a hit here. Yeah, seven damage. Okay, seven points. Okay, got it. All right, so you hack away at this, and you can see that the blade kind of goes into the creature's form a little, a few inches before you actually feel it catch anything, as if there's like a couple inches of just sort of this ephemeral kind of shiftiness, and then finally it does actually sink into some kind of armor. And uh, you hear it as you land. Uh, it does seem to have done some work to it. Uh, next up is going to be open stance Arineal. Okay, so I am going to try the combat task of Rally Comrades. Sure. So I'm going to do Enhearten. And fail. Okay. Uh, so, so what, is, I tried what to do you sing say... Egg. That my version of happens. like the combat song that <laughs> okay. just makes no sense. And it's okay. just like, yeah, no, that's not at all uh, enheartening. Okay. Uh, next up, Erebon defensive stance as this this undead creature is, is in front of you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be taking a couple steps back and uh, using the full reach of my spear to hopefully push it further back from me as well. Thing and that's a Sauron. Uh, you got an extraordinary success though, that's fascinating. Uh, on terms of when it comes to IS Sauron's, when it comes to like uh, your combat provision rules, I don't need to know, but everything else, let me know. Like when we're not like doing combat, well, you stuff. just asked me to let you know. I know, I, I'm I was just, clarifying. I'm trying to be a good player here. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, 17 doesn't hit now, it would have a second ago, but it doesn't. Go ahead, uh, what's your damage? Crap. I deleted you it. You didn't roll from the right place. 
You are not the. I the hit scouting. spear on combat proficiency, but I should have done it from the spear. All right. Uh, yeah. How do I roll my damage again? You don't have to roll okay. it. Just what? What is the damage? Uh, five damage? Okay, Sorry. and then then you have two successes. You can. Do. I will use that to. I can't bring my feet die up, so I'm just going to do the extra damage. Okay. So what is your strength? Uh, strength is six. Okay, so basically, uh, remember that a heavy blow is you just add to the damage your strength score. So you do that twice. So you get twelve points of damage from your strength, and then would you would you say it was for your um, your spear? Five. So that's so 17, seventeen points of damage. So as you thrust forward into this, you um, you you kind of same sort of thing. Like the spear kind of goes over the shoulder of Gilly as she's kind of scrambling away. And like Gilly, you have to like kind of duck underneath it as this thrust of the this 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 great spear comes almost in your direction. And the first couple of inches of your your stab, Arabon, like are met with nothing. It's almost it's almost kind of disorienting for a bit, and like you almost lose like you almost kind of lose control of the spear itself, but then you feel it and you hear like breath is just slowly being exhaled. And it looks like this thing is much like a like something like deflating on top of the spear itself. I'm instinctively holding my breath because I don't want to breathe in anything. It just breathed out. <laughs> as you as you pull the spear away, it looks as though it's kind of falling. But then, like this huge burst of of like it's not breath. It just sounds like breath. <laughs> And then a, like this horrible screech comes from it, and it seems to regain itself. As I'm gonna burn, I hate to use its deathless ability. Uh, I knew you hated me. Okay, which I think I think that applies here. I don't know. If not, whatever. Uh, Gilly, your turn. Uh, Gilly, uh, she's just gonna do um the prepare shot task, and um. Yeah, because she's she's got she doesn't even have her her arrow boner or anything out, so I guess she might have to take that out. What do you do? And with I am the holding winter? the light. Yeah. Right. So I don't I don't think you can prepare your shot and hold your. Could light I instead time. hold the light and then also get some of my arrows um, coated in some oil? Uh, I just think if you're holding the light, I think anything that would require two hands is probably not like okay, fair feasible. Yeah, then. She's probably just going to focus on on holding the light then. Okay, so you're just going to hold it up and kind of keep it shined and everything? Yeah. Okay. I'm totally fine with it. Make sure to uh, keep the creature in the light kind of thing. Um, roll a... You can either roll a lore test or you can roll like a scan test if you want. I think scan actually might even be better in this, this because it's more like an observation. Okay. Uh, and I've got my lantern out, so I get a bonus dice for that. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. And you notice that you notice that when you hold the lantern up, it almost seems to kind of recoil a bit like <sighs> and like part of that weird kind of ephemeral shadow that seems to be like wafting around it recedes a little bit too, as if like literally holding the light up to it is somehow affecting it in like a negative way. Uh, so it's not like a wasted turn just to kind of hold and shine the light in its direction. Cool. Um Okay, so the Barrow White will go next. Um, there are a couple different options in front of me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Floyd did damage, and Erebon did damage. I'm gonna six, I'm gonna fifty fifty this. Uh, one two three will be Floyd. Uh, so it will attack. It will attack Floyd. Uh, it'll kind of turn in its direction. <sighs> And it probably makes sense since Floyd did the best he could to sort of intersperse himself uh, between this creature and Gilly. And this time, though, it's going to go ahead and swing its sword at you instead. I'm going to burn a hate, get a bonus die on this. Uh, okay, here it comes. Uh, that'll be a hit and automatic success as I roll an Eye of Sauron. Hey, Jeff, you rolled the Eye of Sauron on that. Th- 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 thanks, Steve. <laughs> uh, take five points of damage and then roll a protection test. The need to be a 16. So roll protection, right. Floyd. I can use the new effect of my mithril that I've learned. I can add three to the roll. Okay. Nice. Protected. Okay. So as this thing slashes down at you and you kind of turn towards it, you take a hit, you can feel the brunt of its blade. How would you say the new feature, how is like, how is the mithril actually helping you out here? Uh, it's nice and close fitted. So where the spots that would usually be exposed are nice and tight. So it's able to fend off the strike. Okay. Uh, we'll go to a new round then. Uh, it is once again time to set stances. Are we keeping everything the same? Aridale's going forward. Okay. Staying defensive. Arabon defensive. Gilly, you're um, still... I'll go open. Go open? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Floy and Arineal, you're up first. I'll return a blow with my axe. Okay. Oh, I just missed by one. You swing oh, in, no. and you see like the shadow of its blade kind of come first, kind of cast in a strange light from the lantern. That again, it's kind of flickering in this off-color light, and then you think it's not going to parry, but all of a sudden you hear as the sword manages to kind of catch the half of the axe and prevent the axe from going any further. Arineal, your turn. Okay, uh, so I am going to go at this thing with uh, my short sword. I'm going to spend a fellowship point to do this at favored. Uh, success. Okay. Uh, what's the total damage? You didn't. You did. You, you pulled Steven. Yeah, I didn't target it. My bad. You Steven. It's just so much more convenient to hit that button compared to the other button. I just forgot to target it. My bad. Okay, so. Uh, damage of three on the short okay. sword. And there's no there's no bonuses to that, so it's just straight up twenty one. Uh, what did you roll on your feet die? You don't have like a automatic piercing or anything. Actually, uh, no, you don't have any, you didn't have any bonus die or anything. So yeah. All right. So yeah. Nope. So while it's kind of locked in with Floy, you take that chance to slash into it. You hear <laughs> as it does so. Uh, Gilly, you're an open. You're still got the light up. And you can tell that it's it's bo- it's the light is absolutely bothering this thing. What do you want to do? Uh, you're muted, Ashley. I'm muted. Whoops. Are there any like perhaps fallen pieces of like wood on the ground or anything? 
Uh, sure, yeah, I think that's fair. Plus there's tools and things as well. Gilly would like to like maybe grab like the hilt of like a tool and try and light it on fire to add more light into the room. Okay, I like it. Uh, so we'll say there's like a like a broken like chisel on the ground and it's got a wooden handle. You just reach down, you kind of open up with your, your hand and you jam the, like you grab it by the, the, the chisel side and shove the handle yeah. in and the handle begins to, to lighten up and the light kind of covers the room even more now. And you can just, <laughs> as it's certainly uh, not appreciating this at all. Uh, what I'll do is Good. I'm going to say you. with that, I'll give it a, I'm going to give it a penalty die and it's this attack. It's now this. Cool. I like that idea a lot. Uh, Erebon comes to you, defensive stance. Uh, I am stabbing it with my spear again, and I will hit okay. the right button. Yeah, you thrust Ooh. in, and at this point, there's three of you surrounding it, which might help, but it's moving with this, like, this sort of liveness that's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly where it is. You're seeing, like, a shadow trail it, and it's hard to get exactly what part of it is, is physical, what part of it is, is not, and, like, you thrust the spear forward, and it seems to catch, like, whatever shadow that trails it as opposed to the body itself. Creature will come back around, uh, and much like last time, uh, it's going to go after Arineal, I think, because Arineal's the only one who did any damage. Um, so it's going to whirl around on Arineal. Uh, the the blinding light of the now open flame. <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, but it will nonetheless target Arineal. Uh, let me switch over. And I will burn a hate to counterbalance that. Uh, so I will get my... Okay. And you are in forward stance. Okay, so here it comes. So it swings down in your direction. And, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. As if it senses who you are or what you are. That's uh, an extraordinary success. It's a 20 on the die. Uh, are Gandalf rooms supposed to be good for... They're not. It's not counting it, though. Oh, it's a weird. 20. Okay. It's yeah. a 20. Is this, four, it was the same thing as the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's just going to put some heavy blows on. Uh, so, yeah. Ow. It takes 17 points of damage, Arineal. Cool. As Ooh. it whirls around on you and just... Rah! Maybe anger from, like, the flame. And it's just sort of trying to slash out in the direction of Gilly, but Arineal's in the way. And you get this horizontal slash right across your stomach. And you can feel the blade just cut deep. Kind of push in and like you're it's now you that's like shooting breath out as you feel the pressure in. Uh next round. Uh stance changes. Anybody? Farker Dev, thank you very much for those bits. That's uh two uh bonus die. That's even with that penalty die, by the way, Urineal. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I think if we can do that much damage, I'd prefer to stay in defense. Trying to see what we can do with our new song. Pretty useful. That we learned. Did you pick combat? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I think it's just like a, like if, what was it again for combat? I think it's the bonus die, right? So it's a, somebody has to make a song roll, which is considered a secondary action. Mm -hmm. Uh, Heroes succeeding in the roll ignore the effects of being weary for the length of the heroic venture. It can be used once for each adventuring phase. Okay, this is a journey phase. You can use it once during the journeying phase. So somebody can do that. 
it is your turn, though, Floy, if you want to lead off here. Yeah, I'll just keep swinging until this thing is in the ground. Okay. Reniel, you kind of back up, ready to protect yourself more. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dang, it's just not connecting. Yeah, you swing again, and it's just like whirling around with a speed you wouldn't have imagined. It's just finished this horrific slash through Reniel, like just this 360, and you feel like you have the axe blade ready to strike, but all of a sudden, like this perfect parry, as if you're dealing with what likely was once a very great swordsman. Um, Gilly, I think you're up next, actually. Open stance. Uh, What do you want to do? Uh, I kind of want to throw this fire at it. Uh, okay. Um, or should I just, or I could do the song. I, I only have one in song, but. I would say that there's not going to be a difference between having, just kind of brandishing the fire and okay, throwing then it at them. Okay, touching it so, with it? Okay. Yeah, as long as you maintain, if, if you're continuing to brandish it as like part of your action, I will continue to give it that penalty die. That's no okay. problem. I'm, I'm cool with that. But I don't think you're going to get any more benefit from throwing at it. So, okay, cool. Keep that in mind. And I actually think it might be, if I'm reading the language correctly, like I sing the song to myself as a secondary action, which makes me ignore being weary. Like if I'm reading the language of the description. What page is it on? It is on 123. Okay. Uh, so. Okay, so you guys did the Song of Victory. You sing, warriors sing string songs in combat to lift the spirit and renew their lust for battle. Because it says uh, in the little uh, insert, uh, heroes succeeding in the role ignore yeah. the effects of being weary. I agree. Oh, okay, fair. Okay, cool. So. Then I'll do an enhearten roll. Okay. Uh, I'm going to spend one of our fellowship points to get it favored. Yep, this is a combat roll. Cool. We are in combat. We need to figure out where the hell Balin went. Balin. Right? Where's he at? He's dead. I killed him off. No. No, I didn't. I would never freak with it. Okay. Uh, great yeah. success. So that means Yay. I think everybody uh, everybody in uh, Because I haven't. Open... Uh, let me grab it. I've got it. Okay. Normally it's just a forward stance, but because you got the great success, I think it extends to everybody in melee. Yeah, in stance, close basically. combat. Yep. Yeah, anybody yep. in close combat. Uh, okay. Uh, so then it's going to go over to Arineal and Erebon in defensive stance. And so this is in the following round. So not yes. this round, right? Next okay. round. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I am definitely in defensive. I will take a fellowship point and. Puts us down to four, right? Uh, puts us two. And don't forget, those are the ones that reset. Right. I have a stone to two. We only spent one and then one. Yeah. You can only spend. We reset, right? You, you can only spend fellowship phase. You can only spend fellowship points from Balin during combat. Yeah. Like that's that's specifically his thing. So you get favored rolls during combat. Yeah. So started yeah, with six, I think. Yeah, yeah start with six and then four. you spent you yeah. spent two. So yeah, four. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Ernie, I'll go ahead. 
Yeah, um, I'm gonna go ahead and take one of the two uh, d6s as well. All right. Oh, goodness, that was an ISR one. As you go to sing the song, you feel like your voice has been taken from you. Like, like it's just this breathy, like, expulsion of air, as if you're still re- recoiling and recovering from, like, the blow to your stomach. Yeah, I'm uh, just trying your, to hit him. Yeah, that's your secondary action, so you can go ahead and do your primary to attack him. Okay, that was that was my attack. Oh, my bad. I thought you were singing first. Uh, no, because I can only do it once per phase. Right, which means so, that if we come across something again, I won't be able to use it. Okay, I mean, I mean it's, you're almost halfway through the journey phase already because of Floyd's roll, and you guys went up a, up a road. So, <laughs> okay, all right, I'll give it a shot. Uh, yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh, song. <laughs> you just took seventy points of damage. <laughs> Melissa is one of those one of those people who like collects all the all the potions and like an. Elder I would have saved it too. I would have saved it too. Them. I know. I used to do oh. it all the time. You we know. should have done the knockback. We always forget about that for your damage. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been helpful. Okay, so I failed the song roll and failed me. Definitely would have been helpful. All right, Arabon, finish this thing off. Uh, though you We have can. one audience die left, and I will use it. Okay. And I Thank will it, stab it in the face with my great spear. Okay. Go for it. Maybe. Yeah, you did. Possibly, yes. Uh, as a hit, indeed. Uh, five, five points of damage. damage. And while it's engaged with Floyd, trying to hold off, and like Arineal is is swinging, but it kind of pushes with its free hand her her shot to the side. You take advantage of the distraction and thrust the spear, and you hear. Gah! And I'll do my more. best too to kind of position myself a little bit in front of Arineal, seeing that she's hurt. Uh, okay, perfect. Uh, remind me of that on its turn, which is now. So I'll say it probably won't attack Arineal. Floyd, did you do damage this round? Nope. All right, I think it actually, yeah, I think it'll just turn. Uh, oh, no. Being consistent, and it'll turn and go towards Erebon. Um, I so mean, I didn't want that. Maybe I, I did I say in <laughs> front of Arineal? I meant behind So it turns towards, towards Erebon. The light still kind of... Uh, very much frustrating. Hey, more it. dice from Twitch. Thank you. He's so surprised yeah. at himself for stepping in front oh, of no, him th- like that. Those are for me. Those are for me. <laughs> um, I'll burn a hate to get a bonus die, which will counterbalance the one I'm losing for what Gilly's doing, and it'll roll. Not good this time as it slashes out, but it can't quite get around the length of the Great Spear uh, as it's like sl- it's kind of this overhanded one-handed slash at you, but you're able to kind of very deftly step back just a little bit, and the blade crashes against the ground right in front of you. Uh, next round, totally chan- plan that. Stance changes. <laughs> Anybody uh, with stance changes? No. Staying defensive. All right, Floyd. Always defensive. You've been having a rough combat. You haven't really been doing very well. Floyd's... Uh, it's, it's been a couple months. I haven't swung my sword. You get some extra dice, though. He looks great, though. Don't forget. Haircut, <laughs> braided <laughs> beard, right. new clothes. Maybe it's because he's not I got, rugged I gotta enough right now. I got to break it right in, yeah. 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 Is that what it is? Yeah. He's like, oh, like <laughs> he's he's very obsessed with his image now, so his clothes are a little bit tighter. because he's <laughs> like, every, wearing, He doesn't like, want to rip the jeans. pit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, everyone. I found an opening. And I'll okay. 
Seven. And so as, yeah, he's, so it slashes down towards Erebon and you take that momentary opportunity to step forward and just like slash it across its back for seven more points of damage. And as it sorts to swirl around a little bit, but still manages to keep its form. Uh, Ron talks tabletop. Thank you so much for, for gifting those, uh, gifting those subs. Really do appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. Very, very, very kind of you. Oh, thank you. Unfortunately, it will not save the players because I really do want to murder them. And by them, I mean the players. I don't. I have no problem with their characters. Their characters are pretty cool. Um, I'm going to start with Steven, naturally. Uh, Gilly, you're in open stance. What would you like to do? Um, She's going to attempt a, another in heart and roll, I think. Right. Uh, Floyd, did you take that, by the way? Did you take the bonus yeah, dive? Yeah, I took the bonus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't forget the, the bonus dive from Gilly for anyone who attacks. I'm laughing okay, so. at chat. Floyd's on the cover of Dwarves Health Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Shirtless and airbrushed, exactly. I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm just gonna rip it as is, and we'll it's see like, how this goes. It's some weird, like avant-garde thing. He's riding his pony, and he's just sort of looking out. He's got some sort of fancy cigarette. Looks like it should be on a romance novel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> windswept hair uh, alright no one heartened for next round but yeah you uh like you you start to you start to kind of shout out again but stumble a bit and like the the light begins to flicker and maybe your nerve lessens a bit and it kind of comes out more as a yelp than it does as like some yeah like, and then I'll, I'll clutch my pearl you know and like hold up <laughs> the light more <laughs> Rineal comes to you what would you like to do alright I'm just gonna try Weary and from defensive stance. Um, see what I can do. <laughs> Am I still targeting? Yep. You're at that okay. episode, are you, Australis? I know what episode you're on. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That's yeah. just awful. You are just slowing down. Like like the like your, that gut shot has just really, really yeah. worn on you. Like you can feel like the blood beginning to seep out of the wound, beginning to coat the insides of your clothes, of your armor at this point. Um, and Erebon comes to you. All right. So I have a bonus die from the Inhartan, right? Yes. Yes. And I will take another bonus die from the audience. I believe putting us down to three. Uh, five actually. Five. five. Oh, I miscounted. Farkadev. Yeah, Farkadev yeah, gave, Farkadev two, gave, gave us an extra two. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, the extra After two. We spent uh, those thank you perfect. again. Uh, yeah, because I want to end this. So just one audience die, and we'll see how this goes. Oh, oh no! no Wasted them all. And a bunch of ones. That is a really bad roll. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, oh my yeah, god! Yeah. So bad. <laughs> D twelve and four D six. Arabot is like really Fair scared enough. right Fair now, enough. guys. I don't know if you've realized yes, this. <laughs> I think so. It will be the White's turn now. Has anyone did, did, did no one did damage this turn? Did it? Everyone. No. Yeah, I got it. Oh, Floyd did. Yeah, well, Floyd it's going to turn. It's going to turn right to Floyd. Then it's really just kind of darting between all of you. Um, whoever's most recently did damage, um, and it will. It will swing at you with its ancient sword. I'm not going to be able to burn a hate this time. The fire. All right. I still hit. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. So take five points of damage and another protection roll. As it turns back around, thrusts out with the blade uh, at Floy. 
That were those were Wait, so I many dice. Oh, I put the wrong thing. I thought. Are you supposed to have here. nine d sixes? <laughs> no. That mithril. That's some mithril. That mithril. There. Uh, I thought advance would give me a value, not bonus dice. I'll reroll. Okay. Just add three to this. It would have been uh, an eighteen. So you nice. are woo. It would have been an 18. 18 yeah. would have been good. Yeah, target number was a 16. So yeah, you are not, you are not wounded. You take five points of damage. And we go to the next round. No one gets a bonus from Gilly this round. Floy, you're still in you're still in forward stance. Can you finish this thing off? Yeah, try to give a counter blow to it. I'm gonna switch to uh, rearward. Okay, there it is. I got a great success. Heavy blow. 14 damage with a protection roll. Ooh. Well, I don't have to roll a protection roll because you do, in fact, defeat it. What does it look like? What does this final blow look like, Floyd? Yeah, after taking repeated strikes and just giving up on the defense, I go full barbarian mode and just lift my axe above me and swing it down on him. Okay. And you kind of carve down into it. You Again, you feel nothing for like the first three, four, five, ten inches, and all of a sudden as you're as the blade sort of reaches where the chest should be, you just feel it suddenly catch to the point where your arm nearly wrenches free, but you hold on to the grip, and you just feel it slowly carve through something, and a... And as it kind of collapses, you see it sort of begin to... sort of almost implode to some degree. The shadow that was kind of embodying this sense of like this kind of armor that was around it begins to suddenly disperse and you watch as it kind of dances along the wall a bit in an almost unnatural fashion and then the like this rusted armor and helmet and sword just crumbles to the ground clanking in the dirt and like the shadow just disperses along the wall and you have defeated this creature oh my gosh Arineal is just in the back. Like she was going to try to fumble and switch out her bow. And she's just like kind of doubled over. She's like, oh. What a nasty fiend. But there was, there was still another one though. We didn't find the other one. Oh, another person. Right. Mm-hmm. You did also notice that the pony was missing. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's possible one of them got caught. One of them, got but you did not. Yeah, and if you and I'll, I'll even just say that if you go and you check the other side of like the tunnel, there's nothing there. There's more of these yeah. bodies, but nothing kind of spawns. You do notice um, though, in addition, like kind of buried in the dirt amongst this, there is like a like a treasure hunter sack, Floy, and you can see that there's like all sorts of these silver goblets and things in here. You're not sure if it was actually from here. Uh, where these were collected or from maybe a previous place where they dug. It, this doesn't look at all like war gear. It just looks like sort of silver spoils that they might maybe have been carrying with them and were planning to put more into it. Um, but you all can figure out what you want to do with four treasure uh, from the spoils of this, this whoever this was. Yeah, one each. We'll carry on his legacy. Erebon wouldn't feel good about looting a crypt, so... Uh... That one can be divvied up however you guys want. Oh, don't mind if I do. Gilly, well, you and I work Arineal. well together. <laughs> <laughs> Gillian or Are you taking? Are you taking treasure as well? 
Um, take two. You guys can have one each. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three of you go ahead and take a shadow point. Nice. Erebon, you're in the clear. <laughs> because I, I have I morals. Have <laughs> I should have known. We don't talk about it too often, but uh, there's different categories of shadow. Uh, we do a lot of dread and sorcery, but there's also greed. Uh, and oh. uh, this kind of comes into play here. I think it comes I into was... play like looting a, looting, looting a, a tomb like this. Someone's place of... Place of, I, uh, I was focusing more on the description that it didn't necessarily come from here. It was just things that they yeah, he was tricky with them. them. So that's I what I was hearing. That was I felt like sure. necessarily. I was totally baiting totally from yeah. here. Yep. I knew. I knew. I didn't have to do any work whatsoever for long. I knew. I oh, had. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a question of whether I. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, he did say that it may have just been there, and while they, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um. Man. All right, so you you climb back up. Uh, maybe take some time to put the stones together. You probably all can move the stones back on top of this. Um, takes a little time, but you can kind of cover it back up. Um, I need Floyd to do a travel roll as you kind of get ready to to kind of get back on your journey, kind of veering westward a bit. Got a success. Okay. Very good. Just the one? Yeah, just one. All right. So then we're almost done, but there's one or two other. There's one other thing I want to do really quick. All right. So then I'm going to need um, I'm going to need the scout, Erebon, to uh, roll an explore test. As you guys finish stacking up, the success yeah these these different stones atop the cairn here it's like just kind of displaced cairn and even even having done so i would say gilly orineal especially maybe not floy so much there is maybe a sense of of guilt of uncertainty over whether looting this taking this from this dead man's body or from this tomb being somewhat of a murky murky decision but it happened but you can continue your travel you you see you keep Fornaus to the north kind of keep it to your right as you leave the greenway at this point you see more of those little groupings of of flowers and such here and there that as you saw mm, before mm-hmm. like the white ones. like now that you know what they are that kind of makes sense Erebon, you're also relatively familiar with the fact, like, with some of the history, maybe, of, like, the Battle of Fornos. You're kind of crossing over these plains that are between Fornos and Edominus, and where, like, you you might even... I'm not sure how much Erebon knows, but, like, it might kind of be dawning on you that you're literally walking across ground where you're, where you're a friend I, of on. I would have traveled this ground extensively after the battle. Yeah. And you know that, like, soaked into the earth is the blood of elves and men who came here and taunted the witch king of Angmar to come down from, you know, the after after Fornas was sacked, after he sacked Fornas, they managed to taunt him out into the field of battle rather than having him stay behind his walls uh, and sort of accept the siege. He came out and met 
like Curtin and the forces of the elves of Linden and uh, and the men of the West, the sort of the the remainders of the Dunedain that like, kind of came and confronted. And this this these plains that you're now crossing, like this is where so much of that battle took place, where the forces of Angmar were kind of defeated and routed, pushed back. Eventually, um, kind of cross amongst here. Uh, Arineal, uh, could you please move the token just kind of to the edge of the, the river there, or like where the bend oh. is would be fine. All the way over me. there? Yeah, I think that works for me. As uh, due to Erebon's familiarity with the ground, like you actually don't get lost in some of these mist covered you know gullies between hills and such and kind of take a more direct path one night though a few days in as you're it's been probably three days since your encounter with the white inside of the the cairn you you're kind of setting up camp within a few steps or so of the the winding river here which is in itself not the widest of rivers at this point, but you know it feeds into Enaminas. Uh This is the Brandywine, or if you prefer the Baranduin, if you're of, uh, of the Elvish variety. But as you guys are sinking in to, to sleep, whoever it is, maybe Arabon himself uh, is the scout, you notice on the water as like mist has, and fog has kind of rolled in here and there, kind of covered your camp up the riverbank a bit, out onto the water. You see in the distance light on the river and you watch Erebon and maybe others as you wake up. You watch as you see this boat beginning to kind of very steadily and in an almost like surprisingly fast amount of pace more so than you would expect move up the river here kind of moving northward around the bend when it's at its closest to you which is still some distance from you it's it's actually kind of hard to see if not for the starlight and for what looks like a single kind of miscolored lantern that gilly when you look at it it has that same kind of greenish glow that your lantern turned into when you were in in the in the in the barrows just a few days prior and it kind of sits along the backside of the boat and the boat is very difficult to see otherwise because it's it's kind of this dark and ashy wood and with your eyes, Erebon, with your kind of keen elvish eyes, and Gilly too, with your your fantastic vision, there's these haunting runes sort of painted from bow to stern, front, you know, front to back of the boat, just beneath the gunwale itself. And you can see that there's a black sail that's unfurled in full. And despite the wind seeming to blow almost in the opposite direction as you watch the mist kind of sort of wolfed around in different ways the the sail remains full and you see these well-patterned oars like almost military like lifting dipping pushing lifting dipping pushing so there's three of them 
And then a cold breeze begins to swirl around all of you that are watching this. And you can, there's like a stench that kind of comes with it. The spell of dizziness waft over you. You hear that same kind of whispering that many of you have heard before, like this, this sort of just on the edge of your, your memory. And as you're watching, like all of your your stomachs begin to kind of roll with this sense of nausea as you see a tall figure standing in the boat. And you can see there's almost like these dark and flowing cloaks that seem to like ripple behind it with a wind that just doesn't even seem to make sense. The skin is pale, but you can't make out anything more than that. They're adorned with some sort of glistening, a blackish-like armor, but you also see what looks like these more stylistic flourishes at some point in the distance. And they kind of turn ever so momentarily towards you, kind of looking in your direction. And you can't really make the face out too well. They seem to have some kind of kind of crown or helm or mask that seems to be partially covering or obscuring the face. And like the mouth just begins to open and you can see this brightness of a smile as the boat sort of curves around the bend picking up this unnatural speed the mist kind of waft a bit all of you can almost like getting ready to sort of vomit at this point and then within a moment that green light just flickers out and you no longer see the dark boat traveling westward towards the lake where you now travel and that's where we're going to end on that last image as uh, a couple of us have another game to get to in a little bit. Wow. So we need to get some oh. food first. Goodness. That's the last image. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. I hope you guys pack some Scooby snacks because I need some courage. <laughs> <laughs> and an extra pair of long johns for Erebon. <laughs> this is one of my favorite sounds. It's just, this is just so perfect. Yeah. You know what I, I can mean? tell it's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like whenever you guys do undead stuff, I think it makes perfect yeah. sense. It's perfect. It's like, oh, yeah. It really is. To me, it embodies like the idea of like the undead, the unseen, that kind of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, for right. sure. Let's go ahead. It's fantastic. Close that down. Uh, all right. So we'll be back next uh, next week, of course, with more of this. But uh, we also have a, a more a, a game that comes sooner. So, uh, so Stephen, what are we playing tonight? Tonight we're playing Darkest House over on a uh, Defenders of Cobalt Twitch TV slash Defenders Cobalt. Uh, you'll see a couple familiar faces. I'll be there. Uh, Ashley will be there. And then a couple defenders, uh, maybe one other person that we don't care about. Uh, but this is an important episode because uh, we're we're in the climax of the series here. And uh, Ashley's character, we ended on a cliffhanger a month ago. Uh, she is she fell down a 30 foot pit and we don't know whether she's even alive at this point. So uh mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna see how this goes. Uh, this might be Ashley's last episode with us. Yep. Wow. I mean, of and course, then- if that ends if that ends up being the case, I'm gonna get a message on Discord. Kick Stephen out of the, <laughs> yeah. out of the way. <laughs> <That's laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking at that. It's so much drama. Wonderful. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. You don't need any motive to kick me out. You're already planning it. <laughs> yep. Yep, planning it. What? No. I want to kill your character first, and then I'm going to kick you out. Like, right when you're feeling down, you're like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and make this other character. I'm going to have this really good. I'm like, actually, 
<laughs> that's not necessary. I think that's fine. I think we're okay. You're I think we're going to go back to a trio. I think we go back to a trio. Uh, and then that's I'm when kidding. we get TPK. <laughs> it's been fun. I like I like the addition. I like the addition. I definitely no, like your character great. more than you, though. So we'll that, have to sort of that tends to be how it goes. Uh, even my wife, you know, I was playing a character when she met me, and now she she got to know the real me, and she's like, eh, go back to the dating version. That's terrible. That's, <laughs> that's sad, but entirely believable. Uh, all right. Uh, what what, ne- what else we got next? Melissa and I on Monday, new game. Uh, as we are starting up uh, Holler. Uh, we played it a couple times here on the channel before. Uh, Long and Ashley were in those games as we did a couple one-shots, but we're actually going to start a proper campaign with our UVG group as we finished up UVG a couple weeks ago. We're moving on. We're going to do some Holler for a bit. Uh, next Friday, we're back to Traveler, uh, which is going really great. Uh, it's been really, really fun so far. Yeah. Uh, so I think we might be able to finish the first scenario next Friday if we're lucky. And then with one ring, uh, we'll complete the rest of the journey. Uh, and we'll see if we can learn more about who these strange folks were uh, that uh, that were traveling to, to Anominus, who, if anything, this weird ghostly ship was on the water, all that kind of stuff, uh, as we uh, hopefully reach the village of Eskerdale. Uh, but that's it for us. Thank you for everyone who hung out. Thank you for those of you who threw out some bits. Uh, the gift subs, uh, Ron Talks Tabletop, thank you very much. Uh, bits from Tool to Twitch, Farkadev, you all are great. Uh, sadly, uh, it let the party live longer. Uh, we almost <laughs> killed a few. So, uh, you know, that's fine. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and raid somebody uh, so that you can kind of continue to watch something. And then in about an hour and 45 minutes, Come on over to uh, Defenders of Cobalt Stream, and you can watch uh, a couple of us uh, as we're playing uh, Darkest House. But that's it. Uh, yeah, if see. I'm dead, keep me company in chat. <laughs> She's gonna need <laughs> there something. There you go. To do. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's see. We're just gonna put um, shutters over your window and the yeah. in the overlay. I'm like there hanging out, but <laughs> you can't see me because I'm dead. Sorry, I'm looking for some on the raid. My usual raiding people aren't. No one's up. Here we go. We'll do Cyber Nation Uncensored. I think they sometimes do some cyberpunk. So we're going to go ahead and give them a raid. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll catch you later. So follow the raid, and we'll see you next time. So uh, good night, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Bye.